Jewel Heiss squinched her eyes shut. She was so tired that her hair hurt. Her clothes stank of gasoline. She and her partner Clay Dawes had spent a satisfying day measuring gas, writing tickets to stations whose pumps filled shy, and sitting in traffic. Only one part of her body was in a good mood, and she was even tired of that. Late Monday afternoon, the staff room at the Chicago Department of Consumer Services was empty. They were the first team back in the office. Jewel drooped. Clay looked fresh as ever, in an annoyingly laid-back way. I'm gonna become a nun, she muttered. That would be a waste. Clay put whitener and coffee in her mug and black coffee in his. Take tomorrow off. Get some sleep, she sighed. Sleep sounded so good. I can't. Why not? I'll babysit Randy, he suggested. We can do gas stations. Randy was her sex demon, her source of fantasies come true. Some nights it was so good she wanted to die in his arms. Some days she never wanted to set eyes on him again. Once an English earl, Randy had possessed a brass bed for two centuries after his mistress complained that he was a lousy lover and put a curse on him. Satisfy one hundred women. The curse was only kind of broken. He sure knew his way around a bed, though. You need a break from each other, Clay suggested. That was way true. Today, she'd left Randy in her apartment, messing with the computer, but he was still waiting for her to come home and get naked. There's a catch, right? Well, we might go shopping. You don't shop. You shoplift. Clay was a mostly reformed con artist. But it's a lovely idea all the same. Clay had been using the possessed brass bed to sell fake sex therapy when Jewel met him. He wouldn't be reformed now if she hadn't ruined his scam by scoring Randy's hundredth notch in the bedpost. Now Randy was celebrating his freedom in her apartment, in her bed, with Jewel. Over and over and over. The boss, Ed Neccio, waddled into the staff room, his hands full of files. You two get in here. He went into his office and drew the blinds shut. I've got an important case for you. Sit down. Heiss, you look whipped. Don't your partner let you sleep? He leered perfunctorily and passed across a thick file. This is totally stop secret hush-hush on the QT confidential, like nobody ever knows nothing about it. Okay? Clay mouthed. Stop secret? At Jewel. That means no babbling to my wife, Heiss the boss said. You two are chummy, but I'm telling you, this is classified. You talk in class, you get fired. Capiche? She muttered. Yeah, yeah. Ed aimed his bushy eyebrows at her. The fifth floor's got an interest in this one. Jewel groaned. She lifted the cover of the file with a fingernail. Looks like this one's stale. She recognized signatures from three different divisions of the department. Gee, I get to bat clean up for Digby and Brittany? To hell with them, Ed said, slapping the file shut. This is the important stuff. Number one, it's fraud. I don't know how or where. That's your job to find out. Guy runs a psychic spa thingy. You get fortune telling with your facial and shit. Got a million ways to service customers, each one shadier than the other. Every team we send in there, he gets to them somehow. 
you try building codes and safety? They went in first. Clean as a Pekingese's asshole. His permits are in order, Ed admitted. But the guy's a crackpot, calls himself a magician, thinks the city handles the hinky shit all wrong, wants to start a new era of peace and magic and age of aquarium, moon is in the seventh house and Jupiter lying with Mars. He's running for mayor. Ed returned to coherence. Oh, Jewel said. Has it hit the press yet? No, 